Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year from us all at TNT Radio. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. I am Kate Shamarani, the natural nurse in a toxic world. And for all of you who are listening in Australia, I think it's evening time for you out there. Um, a lot of you haven't met me before, but you're now my big fan for a Saturday morning. And my family live in Australia, which is great. So for all you, what is it you call you? Is it pommies? <laughs> you're all criminals. Uh, my sister is there. My mum is there. My mum's husband, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. And then there's us mob in the UK and Shemi Irani. Of course, it's it's Iranian. My children are mixed race. I once tried to do a family tree, actually, because my my grandparents uh, had several marriages. They had kids all over the place, all different mothers and fathers. So I just made it up. It was for my kids. I just thought, I can't do this. Well, you've been listening to Dr. Neil McRae. I've been a nurse since I first began my training in 1984. and what I went in there was a little bit green, but what I then later saw of what nursing is and what the National Health Service is was, was a big shock. It was actually set up by eugenicists. I know that's hard to believe, but it's true. Now we hear all these wonderful stories of, of what they do, and they do do some fantastic stuff. They really do. And I can tell you, and, I'm, and because we're all mates here, we're all a big family. I'm going to tell you, you know, I had cancer in 2012 and refused chemo, radio, tamoxifen, Zolodax. I'm alive and well today from following the natural route. It was a big eye opener for me. I'm trained in allopathic. I'm an independent, trained and qualified nurse prescriber. So I don't have my license anymore because I argued, I dared to argue with the NMC. I did to argue with the masks, the vaccines and everything that was going on because I know it's a lie. So they took my license. I don't need that license. I don't want that license. But I also know about natural medicine. And what I learned was a big shock. Now, my son, age 17, collapsed. He was in resus. And I had, as a mother, the biggest fight in my life because it was much, much worse than fighting for myself, trying to fight for my child and get him upright. He missed his exams. He was in a wheelchair for a good seven, eight months. We got him back to school. He repeated the year. This is for every single mother now around the world who they don't care about what's going on with COVID. They don't care about a war, a proxy war in Ukraine. They don't care about what's going on in Israel or Gaza. And it's not because they don't care. It's because right now life just got very real for them and their child is sick. And this is something that we must all remember right now. Do not be pulled into everything that's bad that's going on in the world, because you can't do anything about a lot of that. You're watching it through your TV. You're listening to it through the radio. And you can't do anything about it. But all of a sudden, on a beautiful Friday afternoon, when you're least expecting it, you're going to get side blinded by something that's going to bring your reality right home. And right today around the world, mothers just like myself are now fighting to save our children's lives. And one of my children is desperately sick. And I found out yesterday and it's now a race on to save her life. And so 
all of a sudden, I didn't care about everything else that's going on. I had to focus. And it took me in to what I sort of don't like, the National Homicide Service. And it was very interesting for me. So whether you're peeling your potatoes, ready to do your Saturday lunch, whether you're out there sweeping the leaves up, whether you're winding down the other side of the world in Australia with the rest of my family, you only can change what's going on directly around you. Do not lose sight of that. Do not lose sight of it. Because when that blind side comes on that Friday afternoon, you're going to suddenly go, wow, what do I do? What do I do now? I got cancer all those years ago to equip me for days such as this. Now, I went to an NHS hospital. First of all, I was shocked at how much you had to pay to park. How does the bloke in the street that's not got any money, that's maybe only getting 100 quid a week, if that, how does he pay 20 quid for parking for a couple of hours? How can anyone afford that? That was the first thing that hit me. I got into the hospital. There was a lot of staff in there that don't speak very good English. That was the next thing. Now, I've been talking about this on my shows. We are recruiting into the NHS many, many overseas nurses. We have a massive recruitment drive on. In fact, we have so many overseas staff in the care homes. I think it's 120,000 that they bought with them 140,000 dependents. This is fact. So I went into this hospital and I became acutely aware that they're just doing their job. They don't know what you and I know because we're truth seekers. They don't know what's actually going on. They don't know, for instance, that there are approximately 225 NHS trusts and foundation trusts, the public providers of ambulance, community and mental health services. So they don't realize that these are all bust. What happened was these trusts were so much in debt, some of them millions, some of them billions in debt. And guess what happened in 2020? The government decided to wipe that debt. Why would they do that? Do you think if they wiped the debt that that might make those at the top do as they're told? Can you imagine that? Imagine that, that they might do as they're told. When I went through the hospital, I saw all of the staff, the paramedics, the nurses, the care assistants, the Indian nurses who didn't have very good English and I couldn't understand her wearing masks, but the doctors weren't wearing masks. Why is that then? Does it like kind of limbo between your legs? It said on the door, masks must be worn. I didn't wear a mask. Why would I? There's no evidence. Within five minutes of wearing one, there's actually lots of peer-reviewed evidence that they're full of the bacteria that causes pneumonia. I went in and I know that the system is such, and we've had Dr. Ali Ajaz on my Sunday show, a top leading psychiatrist. And he said on air, was classic. In medical school, we are not trained in health or healing. We are trained to spot a symptom and apply a drug or 
a diagnostic tool or a treatment. So I've gone in knowing that they are going to go down the guideline, the guideline for what my daughter has been diagnosed with. And she is only going to be offered that guideline. So it's very difficult for me to come along and say, well, you know what? Here's some studies and we're not going to do that. She's going to have, she's ultimately making the choice herself. We might go this way because they don't know what I'm talking about. They probably think I'm a nutter. I didn't give my name. It's not going to take them long to look me up, is it? Because there's a Wikipedia page on me saying I'm a conspiracy theorist. A conspiracy theorist who 12 years ago, according to three independent peer-reviewed studies, had 20% chance of surviving two years, 0% chance of surviving five years, a deadly breast cancer, if I did everything on their menu, surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, and tamoxifen. I declined everything except the surgery. So why am I not dead? Why am I alive and well today and cancer-free? But you see, we can't argue with these people who don't know what we know. And that's the same as the people that we see in the masks, same as the people we see going for the shots. They believe that they are at risk. They've been told you are at risk. In fact, they called up all of the people who were at risk, those who they said were immunocompromised, those with asthma, those with cancer, those with lots of comorbidities, and they injected them. Some of them are on their seventh and eighth. I'm, I'm surprised they're still standing. But what we are seeing is an incredible increase in autoimmune diseases, in cancers, in recurrence of cancers. My daughter didn't take any of these COVID shots, but I can tell you now we have the biggest fight on. And you're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, how can you sit there when this is all going on? Because I'm a very pragmatic woman and I'm a woman that looks for solutions. I'm a patient advocate for so many people. I get on the phone. I try my best and sort things out and I use their guidelines back at them. Now, what did happen? What has happened? We've got to forgive these people. We can't shout at them. We can't say, look at you, you look stupid in your mask. What are you doing taking another shot? Are you mental? We can't. They're afraid. We've got to lead by example. Look at us. We didn't have the shots. We're still alive and well. Why is that then? Because as I've said, you can't catch a virus. <laughs> and germ theory is exactly that. Now, what is interesting is the AstraZeneca vaccine that was made in the UK, they knew in September 2020, I believe it was September 6, that that injection caused a thing called transverse myelitis. Then they knew in December of 2020, December 9th, that it also caused thrombocytopenia and thrombosis blood clots. And then they knew that if they gave you the treatment for that, according to their guideline, which was heparin, it would interact with your vaccine and kill you. Interesting that we're hearing about John O'Looney and these great big clots being pulled out of the vaccinated. Well, guess what? They still went across the UK and gave 30 million doses after they knew that. Who did? Well, the nurses and doctors gave it, but somebody knew that in the labs, 
in the universities that were trialing this. They then sold 200 million doses to America and continued across America with it. They are exempt from prosecution at the moment, AstraZeneca, and also the nurses that gave it. But that would mean that possibly they haven't told the truth when getting that emergency authorization. And that would make their immunity nil and void, surely. Do you see all these anomalies? They don't come up at the COVID inquiry pantomime, because it is indeed a pantomime to keep you distracted, looking to the left while they shaft you up the bahuki on the right. So what's actually going on right now is they have got new guidelines, new guidelines. In the UK, we had NG159, NG163, NG191, 27.7, 27.2. Now we're on to 29.5. One of these guidelines, like the guideline they want to offer to my beloved child to try and save her. And they can't move from that because if they go away from that guideline, they're not insured. And many of them want to keep their jobs. Incidentally, just a little caveat, the doctors in the UK are on strike, even though they get massive pensions, which I'm going to get onto in a minute. They're on strike because they don't earn enough money. Somebody said, oh, they only get as much money as a barista. Shut up. Baristas are, are always going to be baristas, unless they're students, of course. Oh, they only get as much money as a barista. Shut up. Baristas are, are always going to be baristas, unless they're students, of course. A doctor. Have you ever met a skint doctor? Because I haven't. They've normally got Johnny and Jane at private school. Mrs. is in Bridge Club. They've got nice cars, nice motors. They live in nice areas. Because once they're qualified, they have good salaries. And they do a lot of private work as well. They earn a pretty penny, pretty penny. One doctor was earning 9,000 per day extra at a London private hospital treating vaccine damaged patients who couldn't get any joy in the NHS. Nine grand a day. Can you imagine that? Listen, I, I'd like nine quid a day extra at this phase. Thanks TNT for employing me. Um, but this is what they're doing. So I don't have any sympathy for them. I'd have sacked each and every one of you that are on strike with your megaphones outside hospitals, which uh, for some, this is their last Christmas and they're sick and they need peace and quiet to leave this earthly plane. For some, this is going to be their first Christmas because they are being born and they need peace and quiet while they're being born. Some people are recovering hoping to see another Christmas, like my child. Some are just in hospital trying to overcome an illness. So for you lot outside with your megaphones, getting the cars to toot their horns, I'd sack you all. It's a vocation. Just remember that you came into medicine to heal people for your love for your fellow man, or at least I hope you did. But I, I, I think a lot of you didn't. And for the nurses, there's a Fabulous nurses, fabulous nurses worldwide. But unfortunately, for every good nurse, you can put a couple of zeros on how many bad nurses there are. But anyway, look, what's actually happening in the NHS for all you doctors? Um, you've paid into your pension schemes and it's a Ponzi scheme. It's not ring fenced. And 
there are massive deficits and debts that haven't been paid. And they also announced in the mainstream media that they cannot pay your pensions. Some of your pensions are over 100 grand. They've got massive pensions in the NHS. So despite these deficits in money, the staff in these organizations were still paid, as were the suppliers of the medicines, the heating, the medical equipment, and the obligations was all provided for with financial assistance by the Department of Health and Social Care. It can't continue. So for all of you that are on strike, shame on you. Now, going back, the latest guideline is 29.5. That means any baby weighing three kilograms up to 39 kilograms can be given remdesivir. 54% of those given remdesivir in the Ebola trials died. They died. Remdesivir costs several thousand pounds for a course. Budesonide, which had a 100% recovery rate in one intensive care unit, 98% in many other units, 30 odd pounds for a course for a nebulizer. They're not using budesonide. They're using remdesivir, huge amounts on babies. And then they're going to use adult doses on children that weigh over 39 kilos. And it was the remdesivir. This is for people that they say, they're going to say you've got COVID and they're going to test you with a pulse oximeter on your finger. There are doctors and nurses in the hospitals who are saying, this is madness. This is crazy. But we're being told we've got to do it. We're being told we have to follow this guideline. You don't. You don't need to follow the guidelines. But I I understand after stepping into the devil's lair and I don't like going to hospitals. Yesterday, I understood that what I'm facing is people that are living in, in almost an altered reality to me. They're living in a different place. They're not watching what I'm watching, DNT. They're watching the BBC on the Idiot's Lantern, your telly, your tele-eye vision in the corner of your living room. They're reading the mainstream media, the Daily Fail. They're reading all of the garbage that's in the, the press every day. I mean, today's main newspaper in the UK, the Sussexes, who cares? Who cares about Harry and Meghan anymore? And Wills and that big skinny bird. Someone throw her a chip, please. She's looking really thin. Kay, eat something, please. The rest, is a, <laughs> the rest of us are trying to slim down. Girlfriend, have a chip. We've got people saying you're not going to get your parcels. All your Christmas parcels are arriving late and they're going to be soggy. Britain's has the second highest rate of cocaine use in the world. Never smoke a drug named after a piece of your backside crack. Actually, more addictive than cocaine is sugar. Isn't it interesting? They haven't banned sugar. And your kids probably on Christmas morning are going to be zooming around like nutters because they're just tucked into a pack called, is it a selection box? Of, of Cadbury's selection box of chocolates. Anyway, listen, just before we move on, we're going to take a quick break because we can't get a hold of my guest. I am a professional. So I'm going to give you some top tips as well towards the end of the show because I've got another guest coming on. But we're going to go through the press and then we're going to go through some other things because I'm going to keep you safe. I am going to because you're my fam. If I can save my son and I'm now trying to save my daughter and I've saved myself, I'm going to save all of you because I love you. Straight back after our sponsors.
You should hear what Charlie Robinson is talking about. I think once we saw the supply chain issues uh, that happened during the COVID debacle, you go, well, that seems bad for the, you know, when you're fighting somebody for toilet paper, but it could be worse, right? It could be the last can of food. So people are starting to reevaluate and reassess their situations and their relationship with supply chains and the like. And I think what that does is it leads you to a place of saying, how can I make myself less dependent on the system? It's kind of hard to know where to start, right? Where would you suggest we even begin with this process? Yeah, it's funny you said that because someone said to me recently and it made me laugh that this is going to be the kind of collapse where the Burger King's still open. And I think that's what's probably lulling people into a false sense of security in that everything when we go to the city kind of appears normal unless you're in one of those really crazy drug adult cities. But for most people, I would say, Charlie, it feels normal, but it ain't normal. <laughs> the world yeah. is not normal. It's completely gone off kilter. Sure. Charlie Robinson on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Here's a bushfire fact. Bushfires can occur without warning. So if you're travelling during bushfire season, here are three simple steps to remember. 1. Check the fire danger rating before you go. The higher the fire danger rating, the more dangerous the conditions. It may be safer to replan your trip. 2. Think about the area you're going to and what you would do if a fire started. How would you escape the area if you needed to? And where would you go? Check if there's a neighbourhood safer place. 3. It's dangerous to drive through smoke or fire. If you can't find a way to avoid the fire, park in a cleared area, face the car towards the fire and turn the engine off. Then lie on the floor and cover yourself to protect yourself from radiant heat. Live bushfire ready. For more helpful tips, visit myfireplan.com.au today. A hoax about carbon dioxide in the climate has caused a global energy and economic disaster. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. I am Kate Shimroni, natural nurse in a toxic world, and today is my first Saturday two-hour show. And I was only told yesterday, can you do it? I said, of course I can. I'm a professional. So I was at the hospital in the car park, racing there, talking to the wonderful Jane at TNT. And I had to, as I'm rushing along the corridor, I'm contacting people saying, can you come on tomorrow's show? Can you come on tomorrow's show? Sometimes things go wrong. It doesn't matter. So what I do is I use that time to impart to you because the last point of my healing journey was to teach you what I'd learned for myself. So look, let's just go through a couple of bits so you kind of get the gist of who I am because I'm sat here on my biological vagina because there's only two genders, man and woman as the Lord created. 
And that for me is it. I don't care what you identify as. You can be a pink coconut. You can be a mushroom. It doesn't affect my life. Trust me, it really doesn't. It's fine. But for me, you can only have a marriage between a man and a woman. That's the other thing. I understand that when you get people living together and they've, listen, they've belched every bit of synthetic hormones, garbage into the environment, uh, estrogen, synthetic estrogen. If you can smell something, your perfume, your laundry detergent, your air freshness, fellas, that's a synthetic estrogen. It's going to give you man boobs, spindly arms, a pot belly. Your gonads are going to shrink and you're not going to be suffering from a fractured penis this winter. However, um, you've got to be mindful of these synthetic hormones because they mimic estrogen, as does pesticides, herbicides, fungicides. That's all over your commercially grown foods. Uh, and also it's devoid of nutrients. So that in itself should make you buy organic. So all of these things, plus they inject babies when they're three months old. It's disgusting with immortalized cell lines from aborted fetal cell lines. That's what it is. They call they cause them to be tumorigenic. The more you grow later and your immunity starts to dip your constitution, these cells become cancerous. But they took these cells from MRC5, a male aborted fetus, and WI38, a female aborted fetus, and they inject these cells into boys and girls. So this should all be telling you what a messed up, messed up system they're trying to do to the Lord's creations. So children are being born now. I've got a book on it behind me, actually. They don't know what they are. They're not like me and you, where we used to put on our mother's shoes. Actually, the guy, the guy across the road from where I lived used to put on his mother's wig and his mother's shoes. And then he became a hairdresser and he was gay. But that's OK. But I kind of knew I wanted to play with dolls. I used to watch my mom and I kind of started to get interested in boys. Uh, my first boyfriend that I loved. I used to country dance and hold his hand. I think I was nine, Simon Smith. Um, but I knew I was a girl. I've never been attracted to women. I love a bloke. I love a hairy chest. I love big legs. I want a bloke that's bigger than me that I can hide behind, especially now, because I generally have like 400 cops chasing me down Whitehall. Please do check that on YouTube. You want to see me running in my high heels? I'm running down Whitehall in a cape and stilettos with hundreds of cops chasing me. 3.2 million views. But I like fellas, so it's very natural for me. So we're not talking about... Um, these people who, for whatever reason, there was a there was another study done of the hypothalamus in the brain. It's much smaller in a woman and they were finding it to be smaller in gay men. So they have messed with the environment. However, however, do I agree with gay marriage? Not really. No. And we've now got the Pope agreeing. Uh, the Pope. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more about that. I hope I haven't offended uh, any Catholics, because look, I'm friends with the mothers at Tyburn. But we had King Charles, you know, that bloke who's head of the Church of England, and he once very, I don't know what he did. He set it down a phone, and that phone recording made it into the public domain of how he wanted to be a tampon. Did you just spit your drink out? Did I say tampon on air? Look, if you want the truth, you're going to get it from me. It was in the mainstream. He wanted to be a tampon of his mistress because he was married. And I don't know 
head of the Church of England. Uh, I think adultery is against that, is it not? But anyway, King Charles, that bloke who's in that big house somewhere in London. I only have one king and it's Jesus Christ. But he's going to knight. That's where they take a big sword and they don't chop your head off. That would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? And they put it on one shoulder, then the next. And they all go down there to Parliament. And it's all these same people. It's not for you and I, because we're peasants. And they knight you. They give you a knighthood. Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, for his personal service to the crown in the New Year's Honest List. Let me tell you, you need to go and look at some of the things he's come out with over the last few years. I'm not sure that's really what you'd want to be doing with that crown, one shoulder and the next. You might want to do a splice in the middle. I'm just saying they used to do that. Actually, they used to chop your head off and put it on a spike at Parliament. But let's move on to some things that we can do. And because I'm all about avoiding and reversing disease naturally, because that's how I got here. Your entire body is the most fantastic, fantastic vehicle that's going to get you through life if you treat it properly. And you won't need to go to the National Homicide Service. And no matter what is happening in your body, reach your man boobs, because you have scented candles and everything else, all of these things you can reverse. You can actually reverse disease. Did you know that? And you can avoid disease. It's much easier to avoid it than it is to reverse it. And how do you do that? Well, you are what you eat. Today's food becomes tomorrow's cells. And no amount of exercise is an offset for a poor diet. No amount of pharmaceutical drugs. And remember, there's no profit in cure. Can you imagine if they cured everybody of all their ailments? How are they going to get their money? They're not going to get any, are they? And all these gangsters in Parliament, they've all got massive investments in pharmaceuticals, PPE gear, PCR tests and everything else. Uh, and, and of late in energy companies, because your gas and electric bills have gone through the roof and we're all freezing to death. Um, that's actually true, sadly. But look, when I talk about today's food becomes tomorrow's cells, what do I mean by that? The, you're, you're just a bundle of cells rocking through time and space. That's all you are, a bundle of cells and sugar from your foods in the presence of oxygen that you breathe in. Nice, fresh oxygen, not your scented candles and plug-in air freshness. And you fellas aftershave, which is choking you. Trust me, you don't want to put that on your body. What actually happens is it generates energy. Now, the membranes of your cells, 50% is the proteins and 50% is the oil that you eat. Your brain cells, 75% is the oil that you eat. So you want to be thinking about what oil am I eating? Are you eating canola oil? Are you eating rapeseed oil? You know, all of those foods in your supermarket that are in the aisle that is um, got a long shelf life on it, you know, all your cakes and biscuits and all these things. What actually happens when you consume that is it puts its hand up and it pushes oxygen away from the cell. So you can't generate energy. So what do you all say? I'm tired all the time. I come home, I have my dinner, I collapse on the sofa. I've got no energy. So you've got to think about what oil are you eating? Lot, that's why people used to have lard. But you can have goose fat. You, you shouldn't be cooking with uh, olive oil, incidentally. You can make a salad dressing with it. Cold pressed, pressed flax oil will pull oxygen to the cell. 
You use that on your salads. The other thing is, if you've been prescribed a statin by your doctor, get back down there and ask him this. That statin blocks CoQ10, the liver protective enzyme. It also blocks fat from getting to your brain. And 75% of your brain cells are made from the fat that you eat, the oil that you eat. So what's going to happen if you're blocking fat? Well, a side effect of your statins is dementia. Dementia is increasing everywhere. They're, they're actually diagnosing teenagers with dementia. But also it's going to, you're going to lose muscle tone. What's a muscle in your body? Come on, folks your heart. So your low density lipoprotein, what they call your bad cholesterol, is not bad. It's good. And the reason that they tell you it's bad is because whenever you've got a hole in any of your blood vessels, that wonderful low density lipoprotein is going to go there and plug up the hole. So if you're smoking your ciggies, get yourself some organic tobacco and an organic leaf there's studies saying that four of those types of cigarettes, it's good for you. But if you're smoking your general ciggies, they've got over 5,000 chemicals in them and they're going to burn holes through your blood vessels. So what is furring up your blood vessels besides the COVID vaccines? Sugar, sugar, white acid poison, more addictive than crack cocaine. And it binds to the protein that you eat and it furs up your arteries. But guess what, folks? There is a study looking at pomegranate juice, pomegranate juice. And what they did in that study, they took a whole group of patients who had mostly over 70% occlusion blockage in their big fat carotid arteries. And they were both on drugs. They gave half of them eight ounces of pomegranate juice every day for two years and their drugs. And the other half, they just carried on giving them their drugs. Pomegranate juice most of their occlusions disappeared, but the ones that were just taking the drugs, their health continued to decline. I rest my case. Come on, folks, you can do it. Well, guess what? We need to leave everybody on the most amazing high note because it is, for many of you, going to be your baby's first Christmas. How fantastic. And for some of you, it might be your last Christmas and you might leave here. For some of you, you might be fighting to save loved ones like I am. You might be a mother out there and I can tell you right now, all you mums, I'm with you. And I will go every single week. I'm going to bring you updates because I'm on a mission and I've got the biggest team around me and my daughter and everybody else everywhere to get through this. But I'm with you. And if if you've got kids, you can email me, Kate Shimron at tntradio.live. Whatever you're going through, any illness, you can get in touch with me. And I promise you, I will do everything everything because I'm here to serve you. So look, let's talk about how we're going to get through Christmas without being comatosed on the sofa, on eggnog, on sugar. The kids are climbing up the Christmas tree. The cat's up the Christmas tree. Your mother-in-law's sitting in the corner. You'd like to get that knighthood sword right now and decapitate as she's doing your head in. Um, your husband you're now looking up divorce lawyers. You know, divorce goes up, as I've said, by over 30% after Christmas. And uh, it is a very stressful time of year. People are put under loads of stress with debt, buying garbage that they shouldn't be buying when they should be on the DNT side. But I'm going to bring on my good friend for a quick minute. And we're going to tell you how to get through Christmas, enjoy the food without destroying your temple. Your temple. 
Simone Plout, who is actually, she was on the Congo with me and Niall McRae the other night in the Conservative Club. She is a leading authority on nutrition. She's also just done a 5K park run and she's in her 60s, so she can do it. Get your fat asses moving. Simone, thank you for joining us on TNT Radio Live. It was wonderful to see you on the Congo. Um, if anybody wants to ring in and ask me and Simone questions, now is the time to do it. Simone, let us go for a quick, quick break. Now we've all seen you and I've bummed you up as best I can. And then when we come back, we're going to give you bullet points on how to do it. And you can phone in. I'm going to give it to someone. TNT Radio Live. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. I want to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. And I was trying to figure out, okay, what should I say? And I got an email from a friend of mine, Dr. Gregory Wrightstone. Actually, it's his group, the CO2 Coalition. And you know what? This is too good to pass up. I'm going to read it to you because it just about sums everything up. It was a few days before Christmas when all through the town, the creatures were all celebrating the warmth they had found. The trees were all prospering. The veggies, how merry. They had such an abundance. It was extraordinary. Those stories were circling of climate alarm. The wise citizens knew they were feeling no harm. We're celebrating the season, dear friends like you, and we give many, many thanks for our beloved CO2. I think you can agree that is beautiful. In any case, a very, very Merry Christmas to all. Enjoy the weather and your CO2. It's the only weather you've got. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines ready to serve. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. The demand for charitable services has skyrocketed and nonprofits are rising to meet the needs. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Honoring. Protecting. Caring. Inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations of all sizes, across all missions, has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you. Together, we change the world. The Nonprofit Alliance. Telling it as it is. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I am Kate Shimarani, and I certainly do tell it is as it is. And if you want the truth and you can handle the truth, this is where you need to be. If you can't, get in the bathroom, slap yourself and come back because you need to hear the truth. Simone Plout, it's all yours, the floor. How are we going to get through? Even I'm not even listening to a royal speech. I don't have a telly. How are we going to get actually that one behind me? You can just see it's just for playing DVDs on. Um, (laughs) But it's DVDs on natural healing, I can tell you. Simone, how are we going to get through eggnog? Whiskey, champagne, sugar, screaming kids, mother-in-laws that we want to eject. How are we going to get through it? What are we going to eat? Tell us. Well, uh, it's so important to plan what you're going to eat on Christmas Day. And if you're going to somebody else's home as a guest, you're stuck with whatever they're serving. But it's a really good idea. Uh, Often these festive meals uh, are put on the table much later than you expect. So you might be showing up for lunch 
And then the meal gets served at three or four o'clock in the afternoon, by which time you're absolutely ravenous. And you've probably polished off loads of chocolate and other stuff by the time that happens. So I really would urge you to um, fill up on crunchy vegetables before you go. So you've got plenty of fiber in your tummy so you don't feel hungry. The other thing that's a really good idea is as a, um, a helpful guest is to take a tray of beautiful, bright colored crudite, you know, red peppers and um, cucumber and crudite, crudite, you know, the crunchy sticks of, of carrot and um, make them all organic so they taste absolutely fabulous and they look beautiful. Um, use some sarin wrap or cling wrap so that they don't, you know, your artistic display doesn't get damaged on the way. And then you show up with this beautiful tray and everybody will go, wow, how beautiful is that? And they will end up being really grateful. And you've got something to nibble on while you're waiting for the meal to show up. And then when that meal does show up, make it a rule before the meal arrives that you are only going to have one plate. You are not going back for seconds because it's often the seconds where we do the most damage to ourselves and we don't need it. And it, the damage that happens from that second helping is more than then that day that you've overeaten and your insulin levels are going to go massively high and then you're going to be hungry for the rest of the day and then you're going to get a sugar, massive sugar plummet and then you're going to be hungry for sweet things later on and you're going to be stuffing your face with chocolate. So don't overeat. Um, and the other problem you've got if you do overeat on Christmas Day is you're going to be extra hungry the following day because you've just stretched your stomach and you're not going to feel full after a normal sized meal. So it's not just Christmas Day that you've packed all that food in, but you're going to be ravenously hungry for the following day and then the following day and you end up packing on the pounds over Christmas and then when you get on the scales for your New Year's resolution, you've got an awful lot of damage to make good because you've done it all on Christmas, Boxing Day and the days between Christmas and New Year when you make your New Year resolution to get into your bikini for the summer. So you, Doesn't, you really uh, Simone, isn't it true that the diet industry, they their biggest time of year is January through March. They Absolutely. sign they sign you all up, you suckers, for three months. Yep. They get your yep. money up front because they know that most of you are going to drop off by six weeks. Well, guess what? You're not going to drop off because you're joining me in the new year and you're going to do Kate Shamarani's seven-day bender, which is going to be seven starters, seven main courses, seven desserts, seven juices, how to detox. You're going to be listening to us and you're going to be absolutely fabulous by Christmas. But that's what they do, don't they? They know. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to I admit it. Know. Before I had cancer, I did. I used to wake up, eat chocolate, then I'd have some mince pies with brandy butter made in the supermarket, tank that down. I'd be cooking the, I don't drink now, but I'd be cooking the dinner and I'd be having a glass of champagne. I can't drink. I was generally drunk on half of one. And uh, I used to eat the leftovers, my kids' leftovers, uh, loads of Yorkshire puddings, uh, stuffing, cranberry sauce, potatoes. And that is absolutely true. If I stick to one plate any time of year, 
I'm a a size eight and I I was five foot eight. I've shrunk a bit. I'm a size eight in clothing. Um, uh, If, you know, offers on a postcard, fellas, I am looking for somebody, but he's got to have big gonads. Um, But look, I'm not looking for anyone. I'm joking. (laughs) It is true. I used to live that way. And not only was I much, I was fatter, but I was sick. I had my joints hurt. My vision was poor. Um, I had digestive issues. I had psoriasis on my scalp. I had eczema um, that would come up. I had menstrual cycle issues. This is the damage I did all year round with what I poured down the hatch. So, absolutely. And uh, um, I have discovered, I mean, I got my diet in a really good place over the last 12 years. I fortunately didn't have to go through the the horrors of uh, that that you had to suffer to um wake you up to i i was um in my doctor's surgery being told if i didn't lose weight i was going to have to go on high blood pressure medication and i was borderline diabetic and i had terrible trouble with my knees um and that was 12 years ago was it 12 13 years ago mm. And, you know, the idea of running 5K every Saturday morning was just, you know, there was no way. I've actually done six um, 10Ks over the last few years. But, um, you know, my health was in a terrible mess, but my eyesight had gone down the pan. My hearing was deteriorating and I was literally aging very, very quickly. Mm. And when I turned my health around, I... The benefits are phenomenal. I can thread a needle without glasses. I can read the tiniest fine print on any packaging. And I think they do it deliberately. The ingredients labeling is so fine on the back of the packaging in the supermarkets that you can't read it. And you've got no idea what you're buying, let alone eating. But um, now I can read the finest print. And, you know, that kind of recovery, that kind of age reversal that's possible if you improve your health and your your lifestyle habits is phenomenal um so so would would that be would that be something you would suggest then and even at christmas because it's very easy to go this is not any christmas this is marks and spencer's christmas well it might be but i've gone in there and their stuff is yummy don't get me wrong but even prawn cocktail, everything's got sugar in. So everything's what, got sugar in because so, it is addictive. As so let's know, make it from scratch. So, yeah, so let's really. Make it from scratch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, prawn cocktail, I make my own mayo. It's very quick. You put it in the blender. You put four organic egg yolks in the blender. You add the best quality organic extra virgin olive oil that you can get. You add a bit of mustard. Um, some lemon juice, some vinegar, salt and pepper, and you've got the most fabulous creamy mayonnaise. And then I dilute it down with pureed red pepper, organic, of course. And that's what I eat with my, um, or pureed tomato. That's what I eat with my 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 shrimp or my prawn. Wow. Can I just tell you my, uh, my um, recipe for mayonnaise? And this yeah, is yeah. when I was doing... This is when I was doing the full Gerson therapy, folks, and I couldn't have any fat. There's a reason for that, um, because you want all the energy to digest tumor tissue and not the fat. 
This is the full Gerson therapy, and we've got a doctor coming on to talk about it as soon as it's a Saturday show. I used fat-free Greek yogurt, a spoonful, fat-free creme fraiche, organic, a spoonful, and a few ground mustard seeds. You weren't allowed that on the Gerson therapy. So what I used to use was half a cap of apple cider vinegar and half a lemon and whisk it up. And then I would grate a carrot, chop some red cabbage and chop some onion. And that was my coleslaw. And yet- that sounds delicious. The coleslaw that everyone is buying, because you know, as Brits and Australians and Americans, we like to eat slaw, coleslaw. It's got sugar in. It's got sugar in, in the supermarkets. So tell us about that sugar. Well, it's um, it burns your nerves. It certainly um, will kill the nerve endings on your tongue. So everything starts being tasteless unless it's loaded with loads of sugar and monosodium glutamate to um, heighten the um, response of the nerve endings because you've blunted them and, and burnt them with the sugar. And people who are diabetic, they develop diabetic neuropathy in their feet because the nerve endings in their feet get burnt off by sugar. It is, it, it, it's a, a really, um, it sort of over, over um, revs up the, the metabolic process in, in, in the tissues. And then you end up burning those nerve endings. So it's incredibly dangerous stuff. It thickens your blood. It makes your red blood cells stick together. It damages the lining of your blood vessels, so you're more likely to get clots and strokes and um, all sorts of things like that. So so it's it's poison. It's it's poison. And you know what, folks? It drives tryptophan, the precursor for serotonin. That's why it's addictive and it's feel good. Where you, you know, oh, I'm sad. Give me a bar of chocolate and Bridget Jones diary. (laughs) I make you want to reach for the... Oh, yeah, I'll call straight away. But look, you know, guess what else will also drive tryptophan? Exercise. Yeah, so well, maybe a good just, walk on Christmas morning with the dogs before you get tucking into Christmas lunch. Well, Christmas Day morning, I'm going to be doing um, another 5K. I belong wow. to a running club called Park Run. I'm here in my local park in near Brighton. We have a park run every Saturday morning. We do 5K. There's, I'm not the oldest. I'm 65. I'm certainly not the oldest person doing this running. There's some very fit older people, but loads of young people, loads of children running, uh, young people. A lot of the people from the local running clubs come along and run. People from the who are doing the marathon, doing the half marathons, lots of very hot young men running around with um, in shorts. Oh, it's excuse me. Excuse me. I might be there. Well, you come along, you'll you'll be you'll be very welcome. They always say you're as old as the man you feel. (laughs) Anyway, I I, I hope the producers are listening. It's incredible fun and it's very social. And I feel a million dollars after I do it. So I don't need to be sitting as a couch potato talking and thinking about eating healthy. But going back to this um this uh Christmas meal. Those chocolates, if you make a decision, you're not going to eat them. 
The only decision you need to make is the first one. If you decide you're not having the first one, then the decision about number two and number three and number four and number 15 doesn't arise because you've made the decision you're not having the first one. And believe me, those chocolates that are served up, beautiful as they are, attractively packaged, and they taste wonderful. For the five seconds they're in your mouth, they taste amazing. But goodness, you are going to really suffer later. They're going to drive up your blood sugar. You're going to get a massive insulin hit, which makes you very, very hungry. And angry and aggressive. Angry and aggressive and angry and you craving more and more and more. And the trouble is we go into a sort of uh, hazy uh, sugar rush and we don't even notice how many we're eating after that first one. So avoid the first one and you don't have to torture yourself about number two, number three, and then that horrible number that will be on the scales on New Year's Day when you're going to make your New Year's resolution, when you've got a whole lot more weight to deal with because you've let yourself down on Christmas Day. Don't do it to yourself. Get busy, get helping. If you're a guest, go and help the hostess with the washing up. You will be so popular. You will be so popular with that hostess because often uh, us women get left with all the work, all the washing up and the cooking and the preparation, and that's not fair on us. So, uh, you know, be the guest who does go and help. Don't be the guest who sits there like a lemon. And being waited on because that's not right and it's not fair. And think of all the calories you're burning up doing the washing up and wandering around collecting the trays and plates. So that's a great gift to your hostess. You could even do a little gift wrapped thing that says, um, voucher, I will wash up from the, from the lunch. What a great gift. You put your feet up and go and relax and I'll wash up. That's lovely advice. I just... That's wonderful advice. Simone Plout, thank you so much for giving us some of your top tips. And it is incredible that you are running your 10, your 5K. Actually, it's not incredible. You should all be doing it. And just to let you know that if you need me for washing up, I'm busy that day. Um, <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, I'm busy. Um, Simone Plout, thank you so much. Well, look, everybody at TNT, if you've made a mistake and you have had that covid shot we have had fabio from zero spike on this show and i can tell you right now the doctors at zero spike i'm on a chat with all of them they are having incredible results and zero spike has got now a test a urine test and a blood test and once they start these people on this zero spike medication which is uh, augmented n-acetylcysteine NAC it is augmented NAC it's called zero spike. They are seeing zero spikes then in the urine, so they know it's working, but they're not seeing it till they start them on this. If you put in the code, it's zerospike.org forward slash nurse Kate, nurse Kate, you are going to get a discount. So don't be, don't be alarmed. I'm going to get him back on the show. If you have made a mistake, there is always a way around this because our body was created in the Lord's image. I don't care if you don't have a belief. That's my belief. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he's always with me. And he leadeth me in the, the path of righteousness in his name's sake. Whatever mistakes is made, our body renews itself because it's the most amazing piece of equipment. And I'm going to see you all again 
after this festive season, bringing you the most amazing doctors who are going to talk you through how to keep your body the best version it could ever be. I wish you all the most wonderful, wonderful, tis the season to be merry. And right now I'm gonna get myself together and for all of you people out there are fighting because your loved ones are sick and they're trying to stay alive, I'm with you, I'm with you. I have every empathy. I know what you're going through. We're all going through it. And I'm gonna see you all and we're gonna all join hands and get through this. Trust me. TNT Radio Live, I am Kate Shemarani. You can email me, Kate Shemarani at tntradio.live, naturalness at mail.com. It's been a pleasure this Saturday morning getting you out of bed, getting all my mates out of bed because I only found out yesterday. Thank you, Mike Ryan. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you for the producer. Thank you to all of you. I love you all. You're my TNT fam. Bye.